Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersiesGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week is GB from Ireland. Hello, how is everyone today? How is this good? I hope you had a good week. GB, fucking good. Oh, bro. Oh. I know. You <laughs> caught me off guard. You <laughs> <son>. <laughs> Let's try again. Let's try again. Yeah. GB from Ireland. Be a quiz. Connors the Tartu. Beautiful. Marge from Canada. <laughs> greetings. Greetings, Canada fam. Uh, then we have TG, also from Canada. Yeah, a little further west, but uh, how's it going, eh? Nice to see y'all or hear y'all, I guess. Or I can't do either of those. Never mind. Good and to be here. We have Monkey from the Southeast USA. Greetings from the very sunny, warming Southeast US. Nice. Very professional. Everybody's smooth. Yeah. No, beautiful. Did you like that, John? That was just yeah. for you, bro. That was just for you. Lame humor, too. I didn't. Yeah. Uh... A few mistakes there to edit <laughs> out. So we try. Totally, we're, we're, totally professional. We're just every week we up. put in a lot of effort. I hope everybody appreciates that. <laughs> we a yeah. lot of effort to try and get it right. You know what I'm saying? Well, you- we usually come what like three, four hours early, and we just constantly do these intros over and over. Just, yeah, just, just warming up, you know, vocal warm up exercises. La, 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 la. Ah, then, la. Never enough. Never enough. I don't know. Eleven but You know what I'm saying? But we're here and we're live and we're good and high, as you all should be. How's everybody's week been? Anybody done anything interesting this week? Went to an American version of an Irish festival and it was. I'm going to say, now that I know a little bit more about Irish culture, quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was funny the way they were referred to the dancing as Irish clog dancing because we don't have clogs. Yeah, what well, is that about, man? It, well, I don't the, know. Clogs and the guy who like runs much. the place is actually Irish. So, But I guess maybe he, he calls it that because that, we understand it that way. You know? Yeah, it must be. Uh, well, I've heard it called step dancing, but he called it clog dancing because they wore heavy shoes and on a wooden floor, it was a lot of sound being made. <laughs> John was Other very reason. impressed there with our intro. He says, well, I almost forgot I was listening to High on Homegrown. Oh, man. Thank you, John. Thank you. It's very professional, wasn't it? Was this? Yes. Just wait. You'll remember soon. <laughs> that sounds a bit threatening. Dark. Dark, oh. TG. Sorry. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Don't worry, you'll remember soon. Oh, that's even worse, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah. mate. <laughs> John's afraid now. Oh, sorry, John. But GB, to let you know that uh, that Irish festival was very properly Americanized. The last song that they danced to was the Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Irish God. dancers to the Cotton Eye Joe. I have to say, Monkey, Monkey, it's the Cotton Eye Joe is probably pl- one of the last two or three songs that is played in every nightclub in Ireland. Uh, Without fail. Nailed at the it. End then. Of every night. God uh, damn. I guess he knew that then. Yeah, it's it's like fucking. Yeah, then they play the national anthem. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> quite a lot. Maybe the end of it. Yeah, everybody right. knows that one. Where'd it come oh. from? Where did you go? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't shut us down. <laughs> we, we, we say maybe it's more in the in the country, in the country. I don't know about the city if they do in Dublin and things, but like outside of Dublin, they it's would, not even yeah, an Irish yeah, song, is it? Is it considered? No. Right? It's more like a, no. a country song, it, isn't it? It's an American country song. Know, so the country yeah. music is big too, over yeah. here, Mackie. No, call really? that a country song? Yeah. I think it's just a song. It's just the song. <laughs> Just it's like <laughs> it sounds kind of country, but yeah, it's a good song. I play it mo- most days actually at work. I make everybody listen to that. All it's right, oh, man, you're one of them. Yeah, they don't <laughs> they don't choose the playlist. They're like they don't care. So I'm like, Damn. I care, and right. I'm gonna They're play this metal stuff. one second and Cotton Eye Joe the next. Yeah, oh my really. God. He's wow. a renaissance man. It makes the distillate better, man. It makes it better. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to this week's kind of news and events. Of course, we have a. Uh, news stories to cover this week. Does anybody want to jump in there and go first? Well, I can go first because uh, mine, mine kind of, I think is going to hopefully 
get a little bit of a discussion going here. Okay, let's do it. All right, we'll go here. Um, Brian, I found mine on, on the, the Fresh Toast, which is a cannabis news site. And let's see, it's called Cannabis Gifting Ban Receives Criticism from Connecticut Residents. Okay, so apparently the general committee, uh, the, the general law committee, a joint standing committee of the Connecticut General Assembly debated a proposed bill that would prevent residents from gifting cannabis or cannabis products or face up to a, up to a year in prison and a $10,000 fine. Now, right there, I saw this and it's just like, okay, this is against everything. And I mean, everything that we uh, ever talk about on this show. What the fuck? Just, I had to reread that on the screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cannabis activists pushed back Tuesday on an attempt by state legislature to prohibit gifting of a plant in an effort to prevent sellers from circumventing cannabis's budding recreational retail industry. Now, what they're worried about here is it's, it's the same practice that has happened in every emerging legal market to where you get a free gift of cannabis if you do something. You know, you may you may get it as a free gift for buying a car or maybe just for coming <laughs> in the showroom and test driving, but it's done. It has been done. OK, really? Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, in, uh, some some of our members from New York say that it's it's a, you buy a car, you get an ounce kind of thing like that. They say it's ditch weed, but yeah, this has been been going on in other states, and so Connecticut's looking to try and circumvent this. But my beef has always been when you write a, a law or a proposal law as crappy as this that prevents all gifting. Period. End of statement. I think we have a problem here. It's like, okay, the, the, the legislature's general law committee heard a public testimony on a bill based on recommendations from the Social Equity Council created last year. The most controversial element of the bill would prevent residents from gifting the plant or face up to a year in prison and $10,000 fine. However, several members of the public offered testimony opposing the provision, calling any step that potentially puts someone behind bars for actions related to cannabis, a step in the wrong direction. And I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more mm -hmm. right there. You, you're taking and you're making something illegal and you're making something about something legal, illegal again. Oh my gosh, where are we going with this thing? But think about this guys. I know how to grow my own cannabis. Not everybody does. I'm, I consider myself fortunate that I have the resources and the space and the ability, physical ability to do this. Not mm -hmm. everybody who needs this medicine has that. And through the kindness of some residents of Connecticut, in the medical program at least, they've been able to get this at what's called gifting events. Gifting events in Connecticut are arranged by the cannabis community where everyone comes together and things are exchanged and people get what they need and things are taken care of, no money changes hands. And I think this is actually a really nice thing because this is what the cannabis community does. This- yeah, but a gifting event, does it? Does it like you guys put flyers up his shit? Oh, you know, there, there's some questioning in there about the, one of the representatives said, well, how would one go about finding a gifting event? And only, only the, the, one of the persons that does the gifting events as part of the community says, well, we'll send you a link. Basically, it's done through the cannabis community. You have to know somebody or something like that. It's not like bulletin board. Hey, come get free. Yeah, you see something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just some bullshit, man. It's, I don't think you should be putting any restrictions on this shit. And they do things like this, like, okay, will you agree to this? And you'd be like, okay, I'll agree to that. We shouldn't be agreeing to any of this bullshit. It's like, what are you on about fucking meeting up events? To, it's like, what the gifting events? Fuck that shit. Well, Crazy gifting event is a fantastic thing. This is just, okay, I've got extra and I want to go help somebody. So I'll show up with a gifting event to, to help a patient out who can't afford or something like that. I think that's a, a, an honorable thing to do. Yeah, but you My can gosh. do that without a gifting event, though. Yeah, you could. But this is just a way to get people together or hooking them up, though. But the community is basically saying if you stop these type of events from happening, you're also going to stop the types of generosity and the types of community spirit that happens at these events. It's mm -hmm. not simply eliminating a commercial transaction. I've thought about it, and I'm really not sure what your law is going to do except protect commercial interests. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I mean. The last line of, of the article it's priceless. You know, it, it, you come through all of this. And he said, he also noted that eliminating the gifted provision will help cannabis manufacturers and the state. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there that's, we go. That, yeah, that's it right there. That line. 
that's the bazinga, you know, on the whole thing, I'm going through this thing like that. And he's complaining about people being too generous and too kind and too human because we're helping one another. And then the oh last line God. is, well, it's going to help the state and it's going to help cannabis manufacturers. But under this law, technically, and, and I always, like I said before, I hate when there are loopholes in laws that you can get stuck by. But the sooner or later, somebody's going to prosecute somebody under these loopholes. Mm -hmm. But technically, under this law, if I grew it, I have to keep it for myself. I'm not even allowed to share it with my family. No, that's wow. ridiculous. Honestly, if I bought it from a dispensary and I no longer want it, I should have to dispose it because I can't give it away. Yeah, you know how many people come into the dispensary to buy gifts for people? Like tons, yeah, yeah. tons and tons. Yeah. Like well, it's I mean, silly to be like, I can't gift these pre-rolls I bought. That's mm -hmm. what it uh, actually says in the provision, one of the provisions of me as a medical grower in the, the application. I'm not allowed to share or I, I'm the only one that can use the stuff that I grow. So right. that's why they prescribe you the exact amount that you use mm -hmm. apparently every fucking month. And, you know, we all yeah. know that plants uh you know produce an exact amount of weed no matter how many you have kind of shit right yes, like very precise well the connecticut laws are a little bit out of line with reality let's just go ahead and say that right now mm -hmm. yeah um right now from what I, what I could get on it uh you individuals may possess up to one and a half ounces of cannabis on their time on their person and an additional five ounces locked in the resident's car or home mm. Okay, so the maximum of one person can possess is 6.5 ounces. If you're a home grower, I think, you know, two plants, you, you can, you'll be illegal. Fucking, yeah. One, <laughs> even some. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's the, not law, hard. the law is kind of flawed, let's, let's just say it that way, you know, pretty bad. You it's know. just not realistic. It's just no. so not realistic at all. Yeah. And, and then they're gonna, by, by trying to add this law, this gifting law in there, they're, they're adding this on top of the existing cannabis legalization law. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at what Mass, Massachusetts, excuse me, Connecticut says that you can have as far as gifting. OK, and these are these are illegal. These are illegal and not considered gifts under cannabis law the way it is today. Cannabis cannot be given away the same time another transaction is being done between the same parties. OK, so it's already illegal there. Cannabis offered or advertised in conjunction with an offer for sale of goods or services. OK, that's already illegal. That's taken out a gift of cannabis that is contingent upon a separate transaction for goods or service. OK, so that's already taken out. Cannabis is given away at a public social event by a business entity in exchange for a monetary amount to enter the event. So you can't get a door prize there. So all these things are already illegal. So I don't understand what, well, I actually do understand, but I don't think it's right of these people to try and put the gifting ban in it when, when everything that they're trying to stop is already illegal. Now they're just making it, taking it even further, which is crazy because I could bring over a bottle of wine to, uh, you know, somebody hosting a, a dinner party, but I couldn't bring over a bag of weed. Oh, no, much is even animals. worse than that. Exactly you you right. could take over like, a bottle of vodka and they could drink it and fucking die and yeah. you wouldn't even be held responsible for that shit. Right. right. But I can't bring over edibles or, or weed or anything because, yeah. God forbid. But, that, but let's go ahead and look at some of the, uh, let's say, stupidity of the American laws here. Okay. Uh, I'll have to speak for where I live down here. Okay. I can legally purchase any type, any amount of alcoholic beverage and give it to whoever I want. As long as they're of legal age, I won't, it won't be in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. No license, no need, no maximum. It's all done. It's all good. Even if I, if it's homebrew that I've made myself beer, I can still give that away. Not a problem. Here, yeah. Now, let's go a little step further. I can buy an automobile and I can give that away. No problem. I mean, that to me, an automobile is a little bit more, more of a responsibility than a bag of weed. Okay. But let me go even, even <laughs> further than that. In the United States, I can buy a firearm and legally hand it to somebody and give it to them, legally wow. transfer it to them without, I mean, that's not a problem. As long as I'm, I'm sure that that person is not a convicted felon and everything's all cool within the law there, I can give it to them, but I can't give them wow. weed. What's up with this? What the fuck, man? So you can get, yeah, you can get cars, in that context. cars, guns, and alcohol to find a, yeah. to find a gift, but not weed. Exactly. That's it. When you put it into context, like that monkey of that you, can gift somebody a fucking firearm but you can't gift them weed that's just 
totally fucking whack, isn't it? Oh, GB, yeah. I've got many firearms for, for uh, Christmas and birthday gifts when I was young. That was totally legal. That's, you know, <laughs> well, that's not I'm, uh, that part of it. Like, that's cool. Like, to be able to give yeah. somebody a, a fucking rifle or a shotgun. But, but think it about it, though. If, if my parents, weed? if I was 21 years old, my parents wouldn't be allowed to give me a bag of weed for a gift, though. Mm. And some people as growers do as well, you know, say your brother smokes and it's his birthday, give him an ounce because an ounce is like just fucking weed to us who grow, you know, and that's like fucking 200 pounds worth of weed to him. It's like, no fucking way. He's so generous. uh, In the last couple months, I'd say I've given just given away uh, two out, I think two ounces Mm -hmm. just because like some people on Twitter um had a bad experience with some blueberry og from the legal market and i was like oh you just fucking wait and then i grew some <laughs> blueberry og and i just sent it to them and i said smoke this and they're like this is really fucking good you know yeah, because i can in canada we're allowed to gift uh, it's, it's still stupid because we can only yeah. gift up to an ounce which is a dumb limit but um per transaction you know i can yeah, it's better than none, though, right? Um, I guess. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, those—that's totally fucked. Right? And it just—it just people are gonna do it, right? So all all you're doing is creating potential criminals and probably mm-hmm. you know potential uh, revenue source again. Yeah. It's—I so. mean, it's it's a total revenue grab. This thing, man. That's all it really is. Yeah. Yeah. This so thing just wants to is... control it. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. When the government gets involved, they're, they're going to go for the deep pockets. And they just think that weed smokers have it. But the more and more I get involved in this cannabis community, the more I see that there are people who need this medicine that simply can't buy it on the legal market. So mm-hmm. this is a slap in the face of people who absolutely need this medicine. So crazy yeah, stuff. Crazy you shit. Know, the rules are still it, fucking being in, in, we're still being persecuted for this shit. Much. And the missus and I were laughing about this. You know, we used uh, back in the day, we, we used to go buy cars just for going into some of the showrooms around here. They would give you 10 pounds of sausage or something weird like that. A free <laughs> gift just for walking in the door. But, you know, thinking about, well, that's different than a bag of weed, though. Why should it be? You know, you're coming in to, to buy a car and shit and they just hand you a bowl with nugs in it. Like, you want to hear some of this before you go have a look? So no, not before yeah. you have a look. <laughs> well, think about it, though. If you, if you would yeah. do something like that, they could actually give you a bottle of whiskey for going in and doing a test drive. Yeah, you know, man. when you visit the dentist, imagine going to the dentist and they're like, you want to hit that bong before you go? It's like, um, where <laughs> they do, yeah, where they doing jabs for weed or jabs they for jays? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like. I remember this past Christmas in, in our lunchroom, there was all kinds of gifts from all the different, uh, like the consultants and stuff we use. Mm-hmm. They'd send us chocolates and meat and wine, lots of booze, lots and lots of booze. And yet, you know, I work at a, a cannabis company. We, I'm in an extraction and yet nobody like, it's still very taboo. You, you yeah. can though. And it's still the, the taboo exists. Nobody bought a bag of weed and set it on the table. Right. Cause it's like, but at the same time, the fact that we're, you're able to do that you're here but not elsewhere like it's it's nice to be able to do it. nobody does that again because of the taboo i think especially in the corporate world ironically in the weed world but yeah it's it's again nice to be able to do that if you want to and the fact that you can't do that because everybody smokes weed just nobody like talks about it it's yeah so, <laughs> so as a weird. weed as a medical weed smoker who's very outspoken about it i've really never received any weed i've received one or two like gifts of like mm-hmm. you know from people who know i smoke not like people on twitter that like you know i've sent weed to so they send me a jar back or something but like you know family at christmas time because i mm-hmm. give them weed every fucking christmas for like the past five or six years <laughs> right mm-hmm. and they've never thought to give me it i don't know it's it's strange but again because you grow too good a weed and they know they oh maybe yeah. <laughs> i don't know maybe it's that but i'd still i'd accept it you know Sure. It's a nice gift. Yeah, yeah, but you know, as as the yeah, things go, fuck the police and the stupid fucking laws that get put upon yeah. us. You know, do what yeah. you're an adult and you're completely capable of deciding what right and wrong is. Mm-hmm. So if you feel as if it's right to give weed to one of your family members or a friend for a present, then fucking do it, man. But obviously, don't do to. it to anybody who's underage and shit. Simple, really, nope. isn't it? You know, use your yeah. own initiative. You know yeah, what yeah. to do. You 
most people, or I assume most people who listen to this show are good people and they do know what right and wrong is. So, you know, do what you feel is necessary. Don't listen to these stupid, crooked fuckers. Still questioning, Mackie, why did they have to treat weed so differently than everything else? It just doesn't make any sense. Because it's a decentralized resource that they cannot control. Simple as that. There you go. We can all grow it in our back gardens and pass it out to everybody. And it takes a shitload of money from the alcohol industry, tobacco industry, the big pharma industry, and so many more industries that, you know, we can't even consider. And it'll just take all of this money out of their pockets, man. They don't want that. So they lobby against them. Everybody here knows how hard it is to grow, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we have some news out here from the UK. Somebody was out walking their dog and the dog found some weed on the floor and as anybody would do, they ate it, you know, (laughs) but dog falls ill after eating cannabis on walk. So a vet has warned dog owners to be vigilant as she believes her pet became unwell after eating cannabis during the walk. Veterinary surgeon Janice Dixon said she took her border terrier Pringle Pringle (laughs) for a walk along uh, a bridle path near Tuxford, Nottingshire on Saturday she said when they got home, Pringle became uncoordinated and lifeless. Miss Dixon said after treating her dog, she retraced her steps and found a half-eaten, discarded bag of cannabis. So, uh, don't give your dog weed, man. I mean, sometimes... Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. The dog ate the bag of cannabis and became ill. But if you see on the screen now, there's a, you don't see the YouTube video, but if you go and look at a YouTube video, you'll see there's, like, it looks as if somebody had some weed and it got wet or something or and they dropped it. it's just gonna carry a bag like a street yeah but but it's not been decarb it shouldn't be psychoactive at all and it, no i think it was dry in the first place yeah but still it's, it's not it, it hadn't been decarboxylated it gets a decarboxylated a little bit as it dries but only a little it's when it's uh wet and it's thca but it doesn't affect you right THCA should just kind of pass through, act as an anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. and give you some other benefits, but it should not be psychoactive. That's what I'm questioning here. I'm not saying that the, the and dog that's it, correlation and causation is shit. Did the dog even yeah. eat this? I don't know. That's yeah, just she cause. found it. <laughs> here. Why would a dog uh, eat that? The dog. That wouldn't even I mean, smell nice. Yeah. To look at it, you know. I mean, why uh-huh. would the dog eat? I mean, dogs looks, don't usually oh, eat oh. cannabis like that, do they? No. No. I've and definitely I, and I read. definitely feel sympathy for the dog. I mean, of course, yeah. But you know, that I, that's weird. I, I think by reading and looking at it from so far, I'm, I'm calling poo hickey on it. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon veterinary surgeon Janice was too busy fucking eating some fucking brownies or some shit that she had there. And she didn't realize that little, what's his name? Pringle. Mm. Mm. Was was after fucking scoffing shenanigans. down. I call shenanigans. Yes. And she's just I'm saying kind of that she's bringing this fucking bit of weed that she's put into a piece of plastic and going, oh, I found it. Look, What's there it the is on the floor. Chances? What is the chances? <laughs> Bollocks. Uh, yeah, good, good point, GB. Bollocks. I don't know no. about this. Yeah. I'm and, definitely and- skeptical. I would definitely not rule out. You know, moldy weed making a dog sick, but yeah, um, oh, would make it's sick. there's no doubt about it. Moldy weed, Miss uh, Dixon, who is a veterinary surgeon at Dixon. Well, okay, that's that's uh, interesting. At uh, Dixon and Young in New Alton, that must be the name of her veterinary surgeon, then Dixon and Young uh, said she initially feared the dog was dying and she could not work out what was wrong. She said after she took Pringle to her surgery to be treated. She then went back to the path to retrace her steps. So she took the dog to the vet and then walked where they were walking to see if she can find something and then found this weed. So it's not like she was walking the dog and saw the dog eat it or anything like that. It's just she mm. walked back with when she walked back and she saw some weed on the floor. She assumed it was that. Maybe the dog ate a mushroom. Mushrooms are about and they grow wild. And, you know, there's, I've seen some mushrooms growing around recently. Here in the UK, they're not decent ones, like, but they still grow it in these temperatures and shit. So maybe the dog did that, man. It could be many other things. The same thing happens with, like, with a dog when it eats over indulges on edibles. It's the same thing, really. What happens when people overindulge? They get fucking mashed. And look what she says here. And then they fucking up and about again. 
She said her pet was drowsy for the rest of the day and woke up yeah. on Sunday morning very hungry and wanting two breakfasts. Seems yeah, like, you know, damn good Hello. lead then, man. <laughs> it's pretty much the same as what any of us would do if we overindulged on edibles. You yeah, know? but if a dog hasn't eaten, probably dogs are, you know, mm. they're not like... Oh, I shouldn't eat much. I'm getting I fat. don't feed They're my just dog like... weed and shit, but he would still want two breakfasts. Regardless. Yeah, he just is the dogs. They love eating fucking food, man. Yeah, that's it. So just... while I'm still, not, I don't rule it out. But yeah, this seems very like, let's blame weed for this. Mm, oh, right oh, this, but mystic. Anyway, Sorry, monkey. I was going to say, anyway, everybody keep keep control of your edibles. Don't feed them to your pets. Yeah, yeah. Sure your mm-hmm. pets don't get yeah. them. But th- I have seen that. sound good, though. He says here, uh, Miss yeah. Dixon said another dog, Scruffy, who had been walked in the same area, was later brought into the surgery with similar symptoms. These dogs been sessioned. Yeah, I don't know if you're close by there, but maybe you should check. Yeah, it out I'm gonna go driving off to this <laughs> place, man. Go look for some <laughs> weed, bro. People just throwing it away. The fucking weed ain't cheap enough in in. No, in the UK, man. this dog here, Scruffy, right? He was the first one out there. He's eaten a little bit, left half the bag. He said to the other dog, you know, yo, Pringle, it's over there, fam, by the lamppost. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> good stuff, yeah. Did the, <laughs> did, the, did, the, did the vet ever, like, you know, make the dog shit or however vets figure out what's mm, in a dog's mm. stomach? Did, did she ever look and be like, yep, there's weed in there? Because yeah, you can yeah. probably smell it, right? Or well, if the, if the dog ate the, the raw cannabis, it's not going to be digested very well with all that cellulose right. and stuff in it. So yeah, sure, it should pass a, as a mass. She just said she didn't know what was wrong man. with it. Why would the dog just eat weed like That's that? A, exactly, it, it must yeah. it must have been in some other kind of edible or something. That's He's not I'm just going to eat raw weed like that. Yeah, I can't speak for all dogs, but when we were dog sitting Toby, I used to like hold buds in front of his nose because it was fucking hilarious because he would be really interested and he'd come really close. But as soon as he smelled it, he would like gag and he'd stick Whoa, his tongue yeah. out and be like, <laughs> you know, and back off really fast. And he yeah, wouldn't yeah. touch weed. He hated the shit. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't my know. dog, man, he, he does weed always around for <laughs> pockets of weed open, just sitting there sometimes. And yeah. it's not like he ever goes, sticks Dogs his face in it and it. takes a quick bud while I ain't looking like <laughs> nothing like that. He, How do you he, know? Yeah, it's very true. You need yeah. slick. Yeah, you, you need a slick. security camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where it's all been going, the little bastard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been staring off into space a lot lately? No, he just stares <laughs> <Yeah>. at food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, anybody out there, unless you've been, uh, you know, you've done the research, because some dogs can have CBD to help with arthritis and some other things that they have when they get older, you know, just to help relieve the symptoms and make them feel a bit better. Themselves. Yeah. Then just be careful with your weed, man. Don't let your dog get hold of it unintentionally. And be, always be careful when you're walking your dogs as well, because some people are evil bastards and they'll leave yeah. food out there with nails in it. There's some fucked up people out there, man. Just always yeah. try and make sure your dog doesn't eat random things. And if you do have a dog that does eat random things when they're out on walks, put a muzzle on him or her to make sure that they can't just eat anything because it's they can eat shit that can really fuck them up, man. You don't want that happening. Don't let them have edibles, man. Dogs like, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. we make mm-hmm. shit into edible. I've seen lots of, well, not lots, but a few vet stories where dogs have eaten a brownie or a cookie or something. And then, yeah, they're like fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't die or anything, but it's similar to like, a really heavy dose getting stoned out of your fucking gourd, I guess. That's it's what happened. really confusing then, for the dog as well. Yeah, man, it's scary too. So, yeah. yeah. You know, just like anything, just like other pets, cats, you know, children, anything like that, just be careful mm. where you put your weed. Don't let yes. dogs get out of it and shit. Just be careful. Mm. No, it's for you, not for anybody else. Unless you want to gift it to them legally. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And please do gift it to be your friends if you have access. Yeah, man. Fuck, the, fuck them police motherfuckers trying to tell us what you can, can't do. <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck you. Well, you say, Marge, yeah, you have some weed-related news for us as well. I do have weed-related news coming to us from New York. And this article was actually sent to me by Wayne, who listens to the show. So shout out to Wayne if he's... Thank you, Wayne. This. Thank you. Thank we you do appreciate you. when people send Thanks, in stories Wayne. for us. Yes. That's sweet, man. Thank you. So the article is people with weed-related convictions could be first to get retail licenses to sell marijuana. That would be fucking sweet, wouldn't it? 
Yes, it would be. Sorry, I was concentrating on the word marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Proper terminology, please. And Very thank well you. spoken. Yep. <laughs> so the new proposal would give people convicted of cannabis related crimes priority when the state starts issu issuing their licenses to sell rec cannabis later this year. Uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul, if that's how you say her name, is expected to announce Thursday that the first licenses to distribute recreational pot will go to those with previous marijuana convictions. Damn, just, that's fucking sweet. Yeah, so it is It is good news for those people who have been obviously arrested, arraigned, put in jail, whatever, because of cannabis. And I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Although, of mm -hmm. course, some people do not agree. But it sounds like they have the first 100 to 200 retail licenses are going to go to those folks who have had pot-related offenses in the past or have had close family members who are convicted as well. So that's kind of interesting too. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you. It could be spouse or I guess it doesn't really say, but I'm assuming close family members would be spouses and that type of mm. thing. Um, I'm just trying to see. I did see something near the end of the article it says, of course, some people don't agree with this. Uh, Jeff Reynolds of the Family and Children's Association says he thinks it's fine to allow those with previous convictions to be part of the industry, but not for initial licenses. And to you, Jeff, I say, why? But he yes. says, but to, to say to folks, look, you violated the law, come to the front of the line ahead of those who don't violate the law. Honestly, it doesn't make any sense to, to mm -hmm, us. That's mm -hmm. a quote by Jeff. And Jeff, I say to you, those people were unfairly persecuted by an unjust law. So fuck you. They should go to the front of the line. And sure. uh, yeah, it does mm -hmm. make total They're sense. They're the experts, aren't they? In fairness. They are the experts. Yeah, they are the experts. So yeah. these are people who have been in this industry already. You kind of want people who know weed to get into weed because otherwise it just ends up being a bunch of, I don't know, corporate bullshit. And mm -hmm. to balance the scales back out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's been too heavy in the wrong direction for too long, man. It's just this motherfucker probably pissed off because he can't open a dispensary. He's not going to get one of the licenses first. That's yeah, probably deal. of the children's and families organization, whatever he's part of. <laughs> now, I will say when uh, Wayne was sending me this article, he did say that the licenses, and I'm not sure where he's getting his information from, but he did say he has heard these licenses are going to cost 100 to 200K Oof. or something to that effect. So the chances are people who have been, have been convicted of cannabis possession or growing or fucking cultivating yeah. have any that of that shit. They're not going to have the money for it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. He also said that the, some of it might be subsidized by the state as well um, with taxpayers' money. And some people might have feelings one way or the other about that. But uh, retail licenses for that much money seems insane. They all seem insane, really though. <laughs> yeah yeah it does but it really doesn't seem like it's going to allow too many regular folk to get into the business because that's if that's how much it costs to get a license i mean that's probably just to get started mm. before you know anything it's else. probably just the application but, fee wouldn't you think yeah i'm not even sure but and like, then what's the annual license fee or is there an right. annual fee after that so yeah i mean a lot of states are doing that putting putting the fees up so high that even though they say people can enter the market with prior convictions like mac you mentioned very difficult to do if you if you don't have the have uh, connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, again, that's just to get started. Then you have to have a store, you have to design it, you've got to buy inventory, like all that stuff. It's it's a pretty costly endeavor. I'd like to see but, the community come together and actually try and fund some of these operations. You know, yeah, like yeah. a GoFundMe yeah. kind of situation almost. Or have there ever been any like just co-op dispensaries or anything like that? I'd like to that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that would be is that even legal? You know? I'm just looking know. at our. It costs 4500 here in Saskatoon to start a cannabis retail store. That's not That's bad. Well, I mean, it's still stupidly shit because, you know, it's still yeah. four and a half grand. It's like. And then annual fees are only 85 bucks. So That's easy. Yeah. 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 That's know, a little more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I know I mean, what stage do you need here, that resident, that, um, <clears throat> that thing to open a store though? Can you be like a small time seller? Or do you, when you reach over a certain amount of sales, is that when you need to get the license or what? Or to sell at all, you need to buy the license for four and a half k. Yeah, know? here well, in my city, I've... yeah, that's the what you said last is true. Yeah, you have Sorry. to be licensed to sell. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, March. Oh no, no, that's totally fine. You are correct, TG. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know if he was at, or you were asking about New York or my, yeah. what I what I just said. So 
Sorry, I'm going to but... assume it would apply in New York <laughs> most places that you have to have the license in order to sell. Yeah. You're not going to be like, well, it's a tiered yeah. system. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get uh, like this much in sales, then you can pay. Yeah, they're yeah, not doing that'd that. That'd be nice. I'd do they're... that then. Fuck oh, yeah. hell yeah. That would really <laughs> open up the playing field and allow more people to get involved. But yeah, that's um, a whole other discussion now. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. a step yeah. in the right direction, isn't it? And with some social justice worked in there too, which is good to yeah. hear about. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how much they do end up selling those licenses for, if they're going to be that much money, because then it almost sounds like a bit of um, lip service in a way. Be like, oh look how we're helping these people, but then they're pricing them out of the game completely anyway. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. true, monopoly, yeah. right? We're going. We we're getting there. Some kind of provision for finance or, or providing a way in, you know, mm -hmm. more so than just oh yeah, we'll give you a chance. Well, put your money where you put your big time. Right. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're just in Bubba Hawk in the in the chat there, and he said, "Let me find that comment." Uh, wow, cost you a million two hundred and fifty k to get into the Aussie medical system. And GB, you got some news from Australia regarding cannabis too, right? Yeah, it's from abc.net.au. It is medical cannabis being used by tens of thousands of Australians as access becomes easier. And it gives a small um little backstory of a patient it was late 2020 when david decided to talk to his gp about getting prescri a prescription for medical cannabis oh yeah he's late in 2020 it? yeah yes. he's been diagnosed by my fibromyalgia what is quite debilitating debilitating he said it is fibromyalgia is a fucking killer it is horrible uh, an uncle of mine has it, man, and it's fucking, he does be in agony, absolute agony. He uses cannabis as well. Um, so, yeah, it causes random pain spots in the body and his shins will go numb while they feel like they're on fire at the same time. You know? um, and it is extremely difficult to diagnose um, the condition. So it is, and it is also accompanied with fatigue and altered sleep, memory and moods. Um, David, which is not his real name, says he was constantly fatigued, struggling to manage his illness alongside work and taking care of his disabled partner. You know, and it was by about two o'clock in the afternoon that he just wanted to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, sounds very similar to um, a few people I know. Um, after getting the green light from the GP, David began using cannabis oils and herbal products. He found that helping the master to, to master symptoms of fibromyalgia and improve his sleep. And eventually his body um, was able to adjust to very small amounts of the cannabis. Now, so as, like David, is one of tens of thousands of people of Australians who have been able to access cannabis legally. Now, data from the Therapeutic Goods Associate Administration show prescriptions for medical cannabis had doubled from... Um, in 2020 to 2021 to more than 122,000 prescriptions written alone last year. That's pretty good. That's fucking epic mm -hmm. within two years. Because I know the system is quite difficult over in um, Australia. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Bubble Hawk, but I think there's two, two types of systems over there. One's a permit system which is, um, came in at the end of 2018. Um, there are only two cannabis-based products in Australia um, for under therapeutic schools. One's for to prescribe a treat rare drug form of resistant forms of epilepsy, sorry, um, that begin in childhood and muscle relaxant for people with multiple sclerosis. Hmm. That seems an awful lot of um, prescriptions for if it's just those two. But further down, then... But there's a lot, uh, of, uh, a lot of people in Australia, aren't there? There's 25 million. Is that all across the whole of Australia? 25 uh, million? Uh, yeah, it's not a huge, huge amount. There's like, a continent and shit. You, just 25 just like million. Canada. Just yeah. like Canada. They're like our I sister. I think, I think yeah. the UK <laughs> may be overpopulated, <laughs> by the way. Uh, the way UK is... <laughs> Vastly overpopulated. How many is in there? Like 90 million? You guys 70, 70 million. Was, oh, 69 wow. million. 69. Yeah. Wow. 
No, there's fucking shit. To what the fuck does there. everybody do over there then? Jeez. Fuck. Have babies. I know. It's tea time. Fuck time. You know. Oh, so, yeah. making up one of them kids, love. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were saying that they were. The data shows that most prescriptions are for chronic pain, anxiety, cancer-related symptoms, and insomnia. For this, and this seems to be this other scheme that you can get diagnosed, and it's for the patient specifically, then a symptom. And this is what I was wondering if there is two different systems over there, because on this, um, the vast majority of cannabis products are unregistered drugs which are under the TGA special access scheme. And these are contain are more than 250 products that contain CBD or THC or both in the forms of oils, capsules, dried flowers to be vaped. So that's what I was wondering. It's is, is there two different systems there? Because it, one, it looks as if it's pretty much the same as the medical um, cannabis access program that we have here in Ireland, where it's, really really restricted but then it looks like there's another one that's um, bubble hawk saying some shit here in chat he said yeah so any medical cannabis must be accessed through a special access scheme you aren't allowed to grow your own unless you can get a compassionate license to get a compassionate license someone needs to be dying and unable to either afford or produce their own so they let someone source it for them without fear of prosecution no one is allowed to grow except for the government only one system now, the other one is tied into it. So, ah. interesting okay. shit, man. It is pretty restrictive. Purple Hawk also oh. says here it cost me $250. That's Australian dollars, I assume. Uh, it cost me $250 a year for my prescriptions. If you need to change the prescription, it will cost me an extra $50 per change, even if it's lack of stock related. Fucking hell. Then costs the cannabis medicine is on top. Wow. Yeah, Fucking access to it. Man, it's crazy. You know, shenanigans, these crooked ass motherfuckers making rules for their friends so they can make more money and take it out of our fucking pockets, man. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. It's completely believable. This is what we should come to expect now. And wherever it does get legalized, we can be sure that there'll be more rules put in place to fuck over the consumers and make the the uh, the elite even more elite just remember what uh pot brothers told us it's not really legal is it mm-hmm. fucked up shit man more like regulated so tg you have some news story for us as well the last news story here yeah uh like i said a lot of hash so <laughs> um i'll keep this short and sweet uh the story is from strackhand.com and it's CRA, which is the Canadian Revenue Agency, it's kind of the the uh, IRS of Canada. Um, yeah. Taxation is theft. Boo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but they say, well, actually, that's a that's a funny segue into the story. Nearly 350 million in cannabis excise tax assessed from 2018, the inception of legalization, to 2020. Um, so this doesn't count the last 2020 to 2021 year, because I guess those numbers out are, aren't out yet. But yeah, between the two years, the government uh, collected about $350 million um, of taxes from the, well, the excise tax, which comes from producers at the production level, as well as at the sale level. And depending on what province you live in, there's another third tax that's also tacked onto that, uh, like we have here in Saskatchewan at 6.45%. So, yeah, all of that uh, considered, the government has made a dickload of money. That's a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, though, as we've probably, well, we've talked about in the past via or a la craft, the craft situation here in Canada and elsewhere, craft producers a lot of the time and uh, are uh, in this legal uh, sphere, at least here in Canada, are getting priced out of the market because of said tax. You know, a lot of them are having a hard time meeting a bottom line because between all the fucking regulatory fees and taxes and testing fees and everything, they don't make any money at the end of the day. And yet the government, as we see here, has been taking a shitload in um, 
not to you know get into the medical aspect of things as it does in the bottom of the in the article you know because um from a medical perspective prices are still quite high um you know well shelter market who i was just with who just closed because of issues with having such low prices i think um because they kept their prices really low and were forced to close because they couldn't sustain the model um so yeah um, i've looked into other medical avenues and it's all still very expensive and i don't disagree with that from a business standpoint because they have to have that for in order for them to even be able to offer us anything but from a medical standpoint it's it's fucking horrific because it's the same as it's always been you know shift this burden onto medical and onto the the recreational too you know it's it's a race to the bottom mm -hmm. so all of these craft producers that are you're getting good shit out there can't compete not only because of the the taxes they incur at the first place but because other bigger companies producing dog shit cannabis are can afford to produce it at a loss by paying these taxes and then getting their shit into the stores for people to buy so sorry rant over uh what do you guys think <laughs> <laughs> what happened yeah <laughs> government made lots of money man yeah and, well uh, fucking, it's not i don't mind the government making money and taxing shit if they're gonna mm -hmm. use it in a decent way you know to actually mm -hmm. help society progress but that's not what they use it for often and like with jesse because jesse's out there in canada them government motherfuckers will be using this 350 yeah. million they've made in tax revenue to pay for a really good lawyer mm -hmm. to battle against jesse yeah. He's like, that's fuckery, man. That's fuckery. I don't know how how tax money gets like distributed in the up when it gets to the government bank account, whatever that is or means. But yeah, that's that's honestly one of the reasons, in principle, why I don't like buying legal weed. Is I assume some of it goes to fight people being able to grow their own in Quebec and Manitoba. So mm -hmm. why the fuck would I want to put money behind that? You know, I'll give it to Jesse if I'm going to give it to anybody. Yeah, I mean, which you should, by the way. Yeah, give money to Jesse. Go to Jesse's site, <laughs> yeah, tobagrown.ca, I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can uh, you buy can... a T-shirt or something. That would be cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You get papers. He's got really cool shit, actually. I got We're going to have to get him back here. on the show and find out what's been going on recently. We're supposed to do that at the end of January, but I think yeah. he's too busy. Tobagrown.com, not .ca.com. Okay, is, so it is. Okay. Yeah, it's worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, you know, making a little bit of tax off it. I just want it to be treated the same as alcohol is. That's all, man. I sure. think if we had that level, we'd be fucking sweet. You know, you can make a certain amount of it at home if you want to, or you can go mm -hmm. buy it and you can have as much as you like of it at home, but you can't give it to minors. You know, you, you just the same fucking rules, man, the same standards. And if it requires a little bit of tax on it, then cool. I'll play that you, game too. You see, this is where I say declassify or um, decriminalizing it, Mikey, will be the best thing. Because if it's decriminalized, then if you want to sell it, well, you're going to have to do the same thing but, as... It. But it needs to be properly regulated, so it needs to be legalized but, to make sure that it stays safe and, and the yeah, company's control if, of Yeah, yeah, well, this is where I was coming to. I was saying that you're still going to have to go and get your licenses. You're still going to have to put it through the testing and things. But it'd be done at a reasonable price, the same as alcohol. But, yeah, because it's not a classified substance. I think we're just saying arguing semantics, though, because I think that's legalization. Yeah, that isn't is. It? Yeah, because they'd have to ignore that's it completely, right? Any kind of government body would have to ignore if, it completely if, if it was decriminalized. Because yeah, that's that's essentially how Canada works. You know, you have to get a license in order to sell it. Mm -hmm. I can't just sell it; otherwise, I'm still a criminal. Hence, that aspect of decriminalization. But in a true decriminalization model, nobody can sell it because it's still it's just not a criminal penalty or a felony if you get yeah, a it's fine not legal it's just right. not criminal yeah yeah that's yeah that's the way i understand maybe i'm wrong about decriminalization but that's that's the way i've always understood because yeah the you, same as it is in amsterdam wouldn't it yeah yeah it's it's like a don't ask don't tell model which yeah. effectively leaves it still up to the unregulated market to supply that yeah. uh whereas in a in what you're talking about gb where you can licensing it with a reasonable framework is legalization it's just reasonable legalization unlike here where it's like fucking pay us for every goddamn you know grout fucking crack you have because you need yeah. to clean them with this exact fucking yeah. chemical and then and then right. and so that's Those unreasonable it's the same shit isn't it it's just fuckery man it's like the government and the companies 
the cannabis company is just all trying to squeeze your nipple till it's purple. But, you know, <laughs> you know Uncle <laughs> Sam is going to squeeze your titty till it's purple or something. You remember when it was on top of the roof of Andy Dufresne and Andy Dufresne approached him and was like, do you trust your wife? It's like, yeah, brilliant fucking question to ask him in the first place, dickhead. But, we know. are an easy like group of people, though, as we've t- talked about before, to target, you know, like the low hanging fruit. They always levy the the excuse like, well, it's good, like good enough. You know, when when we start complaining about legalization, it kind of like sometimes can come off as you like, what else do you want? Right. Because mm-hmm. the general population that's that aren't weed people, they don't give a fuck about it. they don't know any of like the real nuanced uh, reasons why legal like in, a, in like the Canadian model, it, it's not ideal. Right. Um, so it's hard for them to like listen to us complain about something that we were given and now we want more kind of like that's you know what i mean kind of comes off yeah. as but yeah. it is important because like like i said the the people the good people in this industry are, are getting priced out and it's and it's only leaving people that don't either deserve to be here or um have no really business being here at all because they're just producing shit and yeah so I don't know. Uh, just it needs to be rethought a lot. Mm-hmm. They they did some rethinking. They they upped. You know, you can only buy five cans of cannabis beverages here recently, but now you can buy up to like I forget what it is a bunch like a fucking lot a two four they're talking about now. Everybody's excited for cannabis two fours, twenty four <laughs> packs. Um, yeah, that's it. I think oh, in the future all of these stupid laws will be lifted and it will be the same as alcohol. It's just teething pains until we get there and the yeah. system works mm-hmm. slow, doesn't it? Probably 20 years before we're there. But I mean, we'll why, why, shouldn't, why shouldn't you be able to buy cannabis beverage like you could buy beer? I mean, mm-hmm. good grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, good... same audience you're going to. Similar I mean, adult, adult, consenting adults. The the beverage section or sector of the legal industry is, is very, very tiny. So it's like mm-hmm. they really didn't do what they needed to do where they needed to do it. But I mean, it is a little bit, you know, it's progress, I guess. So, but anyway, yeah, a lot yeah, of anyway, money. Anyway, we have some forum slash podcast news as well, which we'll get through. The heads or tails from HLG to win the Black Wing Light is closing today. After the show, the entry will be closed. So anybody who enters after the show will not be allowed to be entered into the comp. So let's say midnight uh, GMT will close it then. So if you haven't entered already, this is your last chance to go over to PersonalSquareRoom.com, go to the competition section. You'll see the HLG heads or comp there, heads or tails comp, and you'll be able to uh, enter by picking heads or tails. Simple as that. you got to have more than 10 posts, though. So it might already be too late for that if you haven't already signed up. You had your chance. And the the flip will be tomorrow at 9 o'clock. So we'll see you online live here on YouTube, 9 o'clock UK time. All the times are fucked up right now because of daylight saving times in different places. Mm-hmm. But uh, then we have on Tuesday the eighth. No, t- Tuesday the. It's confusing me there with all the <laughs> Tuesday the fifteenth. It is, isn't it? But yes. on Tuesday coming up uh, this week, uh, Kevin Jodry will be joining us, and that interview will go out live. So if uh, to patrons and YouTube members. So if you're a patron or a YouTube member, there should be a link, either on YouTube or on the Patreon page. Just go there and check it. And you'll see the link to the interview. Come and join us live, and you'll be able to ask questions to Kevin Jodry as we're doing the interview live. Uh, the session, uh, we think that the session has run its course. We're not going to be able to be there every Friday like we have been during the whole the the, uh, the last couple of years. You know, we won't say what it was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, so the session's coming the to an end. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, during, the, during the global situation. You know, that seems to be coming to an end now. And so will the session be, but we'll still be doing the shows on Sundays. Don't worry. Right. But the session is going to be more when, like, like, if it's Christmas time, Halloween, we'll do special sessions for special occasions rather than every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, next week, we're taking a week off because this episode with the Grow Guides, it's going to be about uh, trying and curing, which is essentially is the end of the growth cycle. So we're going to take a week off and take a break after this, but there'll be interviews out in place of the grow guides and the cannabis news on that week. So you're still going to get three episodes that week, but they'll all be interviews rather than news and a grow guides. And then we're back to regular programming after, after next week, we're just taking a week off. Right. Uh, then just Percy's, the- can- Percy's cannoli cup. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, you want to talk about that? I forgot to add oh, that to the. Uh, well, Chilbert uh, yes. had has gone and and uh, announced the winners of, of Percy's first ever cannoli cup hash making comp, and we have four win four people who had uh, entered the comp, and the overall winner was Woody. That's right. Um, provided us with the best tutorial on how to make hash his way, and he ended up with quite a quite a block of hash, as it were. Yeah, were. man. Mm -mm. Cool. Did you see that shit? Like a <laughs> hockey puck is shit. It was, Damn, it was 70 some odd, 80 some odd mm -hmm. uh, grams or something like that. Yeah. It was big. But anyway, uh, the, the other people who were in the comp were me, myself and I and Billy Bonds and Lucas. And uh, three of us will also share in consolation prizes. from Yeah, from man. And some nice, nice prices there from Ali Bongo as well. Our sponsors over at the forum, Ali Bongo Legends. If you're buying something related to cannabis, Ali Bongo probably has it for you and you can get 15% off. So. Yes, this is like legendary uh, stuff here. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Ali Bongo, for the prizes for this comp. Yes, man. I am ashamed that other people didn't enter. They could have shared in the goodies. That's right. But next time, next time, we'll do it again. Yes. We'll do it again at the uh, end of the year. Uh, what else is that? We're trying to get more followers on Twitter and Instagram because it's difficult to get followers and shit on these platforms because you get shadow banned and hidden because you're cannabis related. But if you are on any of those platforms and you're putting pictures up of your grow and things like that, share, just tag us in the picture, slash, hashtag, using the hashtag, you know, <laughs> like the kids do nowadays, hashtag high on homegrown. If you do that and I, I'll check on that hashtag and then if I see you there, I'll make sure about the, the accounts, uh, the high on homegrown accounts on Twitter and Instagram are following you. So make sure you do that if you want to be followed by us. That would be cool. We'd appreciate that. Uh, we've got more good news here. We've got bi-monthly sessions with Tommy Chong have been confirmed. So Tommy Chong will be coming for a session every couple of months rather than like once or twice a year. You know, we're going to make it a regular thing and just chat some shit with Tommy Chong more often. That's cool. Then the 5th of April, which is uh, next month, Dr. Elaine Ingham is going to come back. We're going to have an interview. That will go out this week, Dr. Ingham's interview. That will go out on Wednesday. You'll hear that. Um, and you'll see how fucking cool that interview was. And then we're going to have a live follow-up after that interview because she had to leave abruptly. Uh, but we're going to do a follow-up of that interview on the 5th of April. So it would be good if you could be there. I'll put that out to everybody. That'll be public so everybody can join us for that. That's going to be fun. And then one more piece of news. Loads of fucking forum news today. Uh, the high, high on Homegrown on the radio. So there's an internet station called Green Coast Radio. Cool station. They have all the big tunes out there and you know, not just shitty songs like we play at the start of our show. They have actual music. But they are also playing uh, High on Homegrown, the Grow Guides sections up on their radio station on Tuesdays at 3 a.m., 12.45 p.m. and 6.15 p.m. And I think that's in Pacific time. So you can listen to High on Homegrown on the radio, which is pretty sweet. Cool. The actual radio? Uh, not FM radio, no. Oh, uh, AM. I'm talking AM, man. Oh, right, yeah. Well, <laughs> radio, is it? Or what was there's going to be plenty of stations out there that <laughs> yeah. do have these kind of shows on. And if anybody does want, want us to go and contact an, an AM or FM radio station in your area, <laughs> if you think that they have us on there, let me know and I'll send them an email. Uh, country on, 600 CJW. Fuck yeah. Oh, no. That would be cool, though. Yeah. On the yeah, radio, man. On the radio. Be so. like, oh, yeah. Wouldn't more, they have to censor us, though? Like every time somebody dropped an F-bomb. Oh, probably, like, yeah. No, I We're asked not... about that, and he said, no, it's cool because it's 18 plus radio. It's... Oh, right. 18 plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I said, right you know, we then. do swear a lot, and we do chat about, you know, but we're a cannabis show, so anybody listening should be over 18 anyway. So, yeah. And if you, you know, can't take cool. the swear words. So, sorry, Chichi. Um, Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that's cool because probably a lot of maybe hydro shops, you know, or grow shops, whatever, you know, they have speakers and they play shit mm -hmm. in serious radio or they internet radio stations. So that's right, man. And that's something the listeners can do as well. Go to your hydro shop and say, yeah, have you heard of this podcast called High and Homegrown? It's really cool and listener friendly. And <laughs> I have my you know, hydro <laughs> shop plays the show every Sweet, week, man. Sweet. And there's, uh, Kevin 420, he plays it all the time. Nice. We need more. You guys like call that. them hydro shops mm. or just grow shops? No, we, we just call them, them grow yeah, shops. Grow shops. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, was anyway. just going with the flow. But yeah, that's it Sorry. for the news, man. We'll go and chill for five minutes and we'll go and hit up this 420 and then we'll come all back right. for the grow guides. That sounds like a good plan.
Here we go, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's Cannabis News and Events. Uh, as was mentioned during the show, it would be awesome if you could follow us on social media, tag us with the hashtag High on Homegrown, and I'll be able to follow you back on whichever network that you use, either Twitter or Instagram. We don't really use Facebook very much, but we are on there. Find us if you like. But if you just tag us with that hashtag High on Homegrown in one of your posts, especially pictures of your plants, that would be sweet. I'll be able to follow you back and find you nice and easy. Uh, that's about it for this week join us again on Wednesday for the interview with Dr Ingham if you're a Patreon don't forget that the interview with Kevin Jodry will be up tomorrow which is Tuesday the 15th of March it'd be sweet if you could be there it's going to be a good interview lots of questions to be asked and if you're part of the mailing list you're also going to be able to find that link inside one of the emails that we sent out on Friday so Massive pleasure. Hope you enjoyed this show. Hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Stay high and all that. And don't forget, you can always visit percysgrowroom.com, sign up to the forum and become a member. And it would be awesome if we could see you over there as well. Come and get involved in the community. It would be sweet to have you over there at the forum. But that will do for now. We'll see you on Wednesday for the next interview or on Tuesday for the live interview with Kevin. See you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.